2: Hello and welcome to 10 Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with Mum. Again. We're a little tired. Yep. Um, we are about to have brunch with somebody who has been at the top of Mum's wish list for a very long time. It goes Steve Wright, Radio 2, and this person.
3: And Marcus Rashford. And Marcus Rashford. I'd fit Barbara Streisand in on this. Okay, fine. Um, well, I've been wanting... I've kind of followed his career... I think he looks like a really nice boy he is. to me. i watched him on X Factor, mm. and I've watched him on The Voice, and I've watched his career. I don't think we have heard music from him recently, but I'm sure he's going to tell us about some new music, and it's Olly Murs. Um,
2: yeah, Ollie Murs I've met, I think, a couple of times, and he's always been incredibly charming. What you see is what you get. And um, he's coming over. He's got a new record out called Marry Me. Um, He hasn't had music for a while and he's coming for a chat before he goes on to do a beautiful performance in a church later. Um, So we've got Ollie Mers coming on. Brilliant. So many of you already know this because I've mentioned it before, but I'm a proud, proud patron of an intergenerational nursery in South London. It's called Apples and Honey and it is set at the back of a Jewish old people's home. The nursery is interfaith, it's for anybody, but they... Play and do activities and have conversations with the elderly that live in the old people's home. And it's been proven how amazing it is for both the elderly and the young. And I so love being a patron for this um, nursery. And when they were trying to raise some funds for the nursery, there was an auction and we had some competition winners bid to sit in on a podcast. So we have Amanda and Nikki coming over, and Ollie Mers has been very cool about having them. And they'll just sit and they'll watch and they'll
3: eat. What are you cooking? I've made uh, the Ottolenghi ciabatta and courgette frittata. Yeah, and I've attempted Florentines. Never made them before. Thought about cherries and candied peel, Christmas, mm. and it was an easy thing to make just to finish off the meal. They seem to look all right. They look beautiful. Yes. Um, Made them while I was listening to Desert Island Discs. You had a right faff with your ciabatta, didn't you? I had a faff with my ciabatta because I couldn't get it. I don't think you needed to do ciabatta. I think you did because of the lightness of it. But I tell you, they're a bugger to take the crusts off because they're all all crust and no bread. But it's all good now and you've wafted in and you've made a herby salad. I haven't wafted in.
2: No, No. I've come in after, you know... Getting my children sorted for school. Okay,
3: darling, that's fine. You know. Anyway, I'm that's excited.
2: ollie Mers coming up on table. <laughs> ollie Mers has just come in, smelling delicious. What's oh, the perfume?
4: Thank you, uh, Baccarat.
2: What, like burt Baccarat? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's no,
4: just
2: all cool. the Baccarat. It's Baccarat. That's all
4: I'm, I'm, I am It's a French How game. How did you
2: find the smell?
4: You know what, weirdly enough, I walked past a gentleman in Harrods or Selfridges, and i he smelled incredible. He walked past me, and I actually went and tapped. I've never done this ever before. I went, excuse me. I tapped his shoulders. Excuse me. You smell amazing. And he, was, he looked at me really odd. He like, must have been French or something. He's like, hello? Ooh? I went, you smell incredible. I would never do this but any chance I can get the name of that aftershave and he was like yeah of course and he was like yes yes, yes, yes yes and he gave me it and that was it I went and found it and that was the rest I, of history because
2: I think you smell amazing so I may now <laughs> it's like pass this on it I is, may now yeah. Who makes make Bacharach. my husband wear? It. I have a
4: name. I mean, I it's Kukudrahever. Uh, okay, yeah. Koo, or something. With a Google
2: search, we'll find. You'll
4: it. find it Put Packeraki, in, you'll find it. Okay. It's quite. It's um. It's got more popular, but I I, I don't want it to go. And mention no, Okay, no, okay no, fine. We
2: well, then no, no, no. You
4: can mention it because obviously, when I was, it was like going through my period of being single, and when you're when you're sing- when was this period? Uh, between two thousand and fifteen, stroke sixteen. To twenty twenty, you know twenty nineteen. Right. So it's about three years, three or four years. But when you're in that, when you go from being in a relationship of three or four years. I wore lots of aftershave because you're with the person you you was with, and you I was didn't just, make an effort. I kind of did, but <laughs> then I'm just thinking when you become single, right? Are you
2: single again now? No, though? no, I've
4: got a fiance now.
2: Oh, okay, congratulations. Yeah, yeah,
3: thank well, you. Ollie, yeah. I think that's where you're going wrong. If you'd have worn that, you'd have magnetised the women that's in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's
4: oh, what I'm that's saying, what you yes. did. Yes. So what oh, I'm saying right. is when when I got single, I was like, right, I'm going to get fit. I'm like, not you know, going to smell like I'm shit. I'm going to smell great. Yeah. yeah I'm going to, I'm going to shower every day. And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm going to do my hair. And then, and it, that was kind of the, I need a new smell. I need to go out there and like, here I am, ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I met Amelia in 2019. That was kind of it now. Now I don't wear it very often.
3: And you've got a great bod because we've Ooh, seen right? the pit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry really to go in so quickly. No, because t- you've <laughs> really? done some you. before and after because you've done yeah. training. Mm. Haven't you seen them?
2: I don't know where you're, you're looking on Daily Tell Mail. Me, I know t-
4: t- you are. Tully Lenny.
1: You're
4: a Tully under the bus. No, I wanted to support Amelia. She was doing a competition last year. T- I've been through loads of like... Uh, knee operations and stuff over the last couple of years. But Amelia was in lockdown and she wanted to do a competition because she does like this fitness modelling. She works full-time for a bank, but she'd just done a bit of fitness modelling on the side. And she'd done it before I was even with her. And she goes, oh, I really want to do one. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, darling. She goes, well, we haven't got a gym. I, I can't go to gyms because we're in lockdown. She's got to do it all myself. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll support you and I'll do it with you. Because no way at 35 I was ever going to get a six-pack again. And I said, I don't think I've even seen a six pack. Um, I've seen a six pack of beers, but never, <laughs> you know, an actual six pack. So I said, you know what? I'll do it with you. I'll do it from January. I'll do it all the way. I'll stick to, I'll do stick to the programme because she's quite strict in what she eats. So we've got, you know, in a kitchen environment to work together on it and everything. So I did. I did that for four or five months. And I managed to see pecs and I mean, saw sort of muscles I didn't even knew existed.
2: Pa- how's the six pack looking now?
4: It's, it's an actual eight pack now. Just oh
2: seeing. my oh. god! Show me then. Do you Come want me to show on. You? Yeah, of course. Jessica! I'm bloody joking. You just said right, eight
4: I'll, pack. All right, I'll show you. Okay, you
2: ready? All right. Telly's my Jesus Christ!
4: I'll just show you. This is a about. family show. <laughs> 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 the the really competition f- winners are like, what is going on? <laughs> like, yeah, all
2: right. This um, is like Magic mic. Come on. Yeah, so.
4: Uh, wow, well done. Mozart. Like, <laughs> oh, I just I can't believe I can't. If oh, you you'd, if you'd water. got
3: one, you'd share it off. Yeah, I'd fucking show it yeah. off. Yeah, no, <laughs> I absolutely like, would.
4: It's like I used to cringe when people would do that, but hey, I've just done it. No, I'm, I'm, proud you. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I'm and also,
2: it. it hasn't been locked down for a while and you've kept it.
4: Well, I well, I did. I got injured again and then I had to go through all again. But Amelia's amazing. Like she's a real inspiration. Is that my phone? Sorry, it was. I don't
1: know if it's my phone. Right.
2: No, isn't it? it's not. My, actually, mum. Really. my it's mum loves a loud ringtone. It smells amazing. Ollie has brought two presents and.
4: It's nothing much incredible, but, but it's just a bit of fun. Hold on. Something you've always Is that wanted. Are you
2: on the wrapping paper? Yes! Oh my God! You're a brand. You are I know. Christmas. This is like you're like Booble. You are like the UK's Booble. I'm saving this for one that.
3: of you. Oh my, my friend God. Alex is one of your biggest fans. Is it going to be a
2: signed? Uh, is it going to be a signed calendar? An A.K. It's calendar? It's not. It's oh, not I'm actually. No. It's, it's going to be a couple a... of
4: my, uh, goodies from oh. my new album. Oh, it is a calendar. Oh, it's an advent calendar. It's an isn't it? advent calendar, and you're asking <laughs> to
2: marry me. Thank you so oh, much, Ollie. Oh my gosh! No. Oh, Just in case gorgeous. you haven't got one, like, and that's Whoa.
4: my new album.
2: Now, is that your girlfriend?
4: No, that fiance. isn't, actually, no.
2: Is she pissed off about that? I don't think she was. Did you was, have a discussion? She, said,
4: I didn't re-, she did that classic, oh, I didn't realise there was a female on the shoe. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, well, we did. And then, yeah, we had this model that wore pink hair, because I don't think you've got the pink hair on there now. No, the pink hair's not in um, it. So,
2: so oh, this wait. is... Sorry, just wait, on the floor. Oh, no, wait, you've got the card. Oh, no, sorry. I'm, not, I'm like my children that only open the present and not the I card. I mean, it's
4: really, everything has got me on it.
2: Um, so everything. <laughs> so Ollie has given oh, us oh, an sorry, advent no, no. calendar. Yes. An advent calendar with your new album, Marry Me. Yes. Um, and then we've got the CD.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And we've got the invitation to listen to it. Hold on. I've already, but I've got, I love no, it. I Thank you. Know, I love, oh, it's a like the season. invitation Ooh. to the wedding, like Marry Me. Yeah,
4: that's, that's the vibe. Yeah. And that's you've given a us a
2: gorgeous, oh, mate little sex pot with the mistletoe. I know. Ooh, I'm just trying to... You beautiful. Thank you so much. It's all right.
4: It's Christmas. It
2: is. Do you like
4: Christmas? I absolutely adore Christmas. It's my favourite time of the year, yeah. Absolutely. It's very stressful because I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself for it to be really special and, and make all the family have an amazing Christmas. And I always try and get loads of fun presents and get all the crackers. And my mum asked me if I can get the turkey. And so I always, like... I really, really want it to be special because it was so special for me growing up. And now I've got nephews. I want them to have the best Christmas.
2: Um, and where do you live, Ollie? Essex.
4: Well, I live in... I, I, I'm very fortunate to have a place in London and in Essex, so... Well,
2: you've worked hard, Ollie, Mars.
4: It was always a case of that staying at all these hotels and I was paying so much <laughs> mm. to live in London for like two or three years. I thought, why am I in not investing in something in London so that when I'm working here, I can actually stay. Mm. So that's what I did. I ended up investing a place here and I've got my home in Essex.
3: Mum, do you want to tell Ollie what we're having? We're having um, a courgette and ciabatta frittata. It's an otto lenghi recipe.
2: Who did we do it for last?
3: Thomasina Myers. Oh, yeah. And she loved it. So I thought it's a funny time of day, 11 Mm. o'clock. So I've made that. Jessie's done a herb salad. And I made Florentines for afterwards, oh which I don't God. even know if they work. but let's no, see. that's, that's sweet. Sweet. You might not be able ad- to... We had Paul Hollywood the other night, and I dared to make a tart. Did you get a handshake? I did, she but got not more because than a handshake.
2: of my tart. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so are you, are you a foodie? Do you like to eat out a lot?
4: Love food, yeah. I absolutely adore going out and eating. I love, I love everything. I, honestly, I'm really not a fussy eater. I l- love everything. From, from for example, at the weekend, me and Amelia said, Oh, it's Sunday night. What should we get? And I said, You know what? Just raid the freezer. And we had like <laughs> potato faces. We had curly fries. We had a Lewis Capaldi pizza that we've got he sent did, to us. He yeah, he's does, got does, does, it was called a sexy meaty one, it's called. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Um, was it, it, was it, was, was it sexy it meaty? was unbelievable,
4: oh, by the really? way. And, and I mean, like, I'll have moments like that. Yeah. But then I'm like, Oh, my God, I can't wait to go out and have, you know, a Beautifully well cooked dinner. We went to this amazing place. Um, it's an amazing place down the road for us called Dog and Pickle in Essex. They do the best roast dinners. Comes Ooh. out this big piece of what they call the what would you call that like a server platter, like, like a serving platter, big plank of wood in the middle of the table, oh, yeah. oh. and just tons of food on it. But it's the best food I've, I've had in a long time. But I, yeah, love it.
3: Do you like a roast? Oh, my me favorite. too, mm. me too, definitely.
4: Roast dinner all day long, me too. Although... Never said this, and I'm going to say it. I always thought my mum's roast dinner could never be rivaled. And, but then I went to my mother-in-law's. <gasps> Sorry, I know. I know. I but went, no, he's
3: trying to curry favour with the mother-in-law. No, no, no. This yeah. is the
4: truth. No, this is true. She, this is better. I, last year, I went down there for Christmas. Only, like, a few days but Didn't go there for Christmas. All God, right. don't do that. That'd be like... My mum would not love that. Would well, she cause not? she, well, she cause not? What that, are you going to do when
2: you're married, then? And you've got kids, maybe. If you have It's going to gonna be that
4: classic, you've got to come to us. Okay. <laughs> Can't make that decision. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, my my, my Amina goes to Plymouth to see her family, yeah. and I stay at home in essex to be with my family i'm always there for christmas day dinner i've never missed it for 38 years so i don't think that's ever going to happen where i miss it but anyway um last year i went down for a couple of days before i went back to essex went down to see Amelia's mum, and she made this roast dinner oh my lord was
2: it just amazing it was
4: just next level that this like beef short rib Ooh. that would been rested for 40 days or something in some <laughs> marinated in some beautiful sauce and then dave her granddad who's 90 came in and carved it and it just was falling off the bone and just put it on my plate and i i, just, I said to i said to kate after i said kate you've, you've really you've you killed it for me <laughs> this is the best roast dinner i've ever had in my life
3: How's her potatoes? I've never
4: told anyone that, by the way. So will, your, gonna, will your Will your mum
3: listen to this? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. How's um. her potatoes? I think those are the key to a good roast dinner. Who, Crispy, my no, both. Ah, uh,
4: yeah. See, I love I love that crisp around the edge. Yeah, and fluffy, and in, the fluffy in the middle. Fluffy yeah. in the middle, and, and and covered in that sort of duck goose like goose fat. Is it yeah. done fat? Yeah. I don't know what she done, but that roast dinner, like, every single part of it, was just phenomenal in every area.
2: So what kind of food are you going to have at your wedding?
4: For, for our wedding, mm. we want to... I don't know. We want to mix it up. Mm. I
1: don't
4: want to give too much away. No, Because Amelia of will absolutely kill no, me. Even even yeah. I'm in your kitchen, she'll find me. She'll hunt me down. She'll be knocking on that door in two minutes oh, going, Amelia. Why did you dare talk about the wedding? Okay. Um, no, but I... In terms of food, we don't want to do... I don't want... Really fancy fancy food at wedding. I really hate that. I hate when you get like three pieces of like green beans and you get this little small yeah, little yeah, bit of yeah. beef and you get like a little, like I don't know, like a lump of like nice mashed potato on the corner. I'm like, no, I'm, I've got to get good so food what do in. You me. Want? I want stodge. I want real like homely food, wholesome food that when you're drinking, because you're drinking all day, aren't you? Yeah, I want something I want to line everyone's stomachs before yeah. they get into the evening. That's the key.
2: Um, so. You know, you've already let us know that your mother-in-law's roast is better than your mother's. Oh, but what God. is a very memorable dish from your childhood that your mum made that wasn't a roast?
3: Oh. Or oh, your dad made. She probably makes a good roast, Jess, yeah, to sure be fair. Does. Can I
4: be honest with you? My mum's going to kill me for saying this. Oh,
3: She's God. not a good cook. My
4: dad was the best cook.
3: Really? Yeah.
4: My <laughs> mum's a great cook, by the way. My mum, I think because my mum used to work, when we were younger, we, when we were kids, my, my mum worked part-time at the Little Chef. You know the ones on the yeah. on, on they used to be on like the, the, the lot on the main roads yeah, on service yeah. stations. My mum used to work part time in a service station. She'd be cooking all the time, you know, fry up for the truckers and that. And so my mum was there for when we had dinner, but she did wouldn't always want to cook. No. But my dad was fantastic.
2: What did he do? My dad
4: used to do some fantastic curries. And he used to always make everything from scratch, which was amazing. We used to always have chicken nuggets on Saturday nights. But as we got older, my dad used to make it all fresh. He'd get mm. the chicken, he'd make all the breadcrumbs, put it all in and put sauces with it and dip in sauces. We'd have chips. But I'm trying to think of a time that my dad made anything. Um... Oh,
3: my God. Is that the cat? Oh, is there another light. cat there? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Piss off! Piss off! Was there another cat? No, 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 no. So he waited and saw the other cat and no. then... Is she all right? Got it. No, all right. Just yeah, shut fine. the door. Well, really? What the, the hell? <laughs> but he must have been sitting where, and the cat was trying to Are come you, in. Have got two cats? No, So some cat was just out there. Yeah, out. Come on, then, let's, like, have
4: yeah. <laughs> let's have it. Let's have it. Let's have a row. Come on. What's the time? So, so go on. So you're I'm trying, trying to... to think of my dad. Oh, look, I'll be honest with you. My parents, they always made good food. It was always like... You I enjoyed, really enjoyed it. But with, we were very simple. Like, I lived in a cancer state when we were growing up. So, a lot of the food for us was just, you know, whatever was the mm. cheapest option, mm. I suppose. And sometimes it was just cheaper for them to, like, cook a lasagna or get something and put it in yeah, the oven. of you know? But then we, we had roast dinners yeah. every Sunday, which was, like, our thing as well. So... <laughs>
2: Did you go to the little chef and did it feel like a special thing? Cause it was mum's work and like, yeah, we
4: used to a go we used to, like, we used to go and like, we used to love popping in and see my mum working. It was, it was cool. And then it was a different environment. And we'd They get, did
3: good breakfast. It did great breakfast and yeah. we
4: used to always, my mum used to always bring back these little chef lollies that they used to give out. Oh my God, they were so, <laughs> I can actually remember tasting them now <laughs> full of sugar. But when we were kids, yeah, it was just cool. Like, you know, we're, yeah, it was a good time growing up. I had a great, Great. My mum and dad were amazing.
3: What did your dad do? I, did I miss it? Oh, my
4: dad is an engineer. My dad worked as a toolmaker for an engineering company.
3: Are uh, they still working?
4: Yeah, my dad still works at the same company, yeah. 40, must be there, but 40 Are they immensely now.
3: proud of you? Like, I hope so, Like, does yeah. your dad go into the pub and say, Ollie's on tonight? I on don't know.
4: You have to ask him. I hope so. I'm, I know that he is. Um, my mum, in particular, as well. I mean, the thing is, whenever I talk about my parents in any way, like... They didn't know that I had any musical ability or that I wanted to get into music. They were very much like when I told them I was going to apply to do X Factor, they, they were like, come on, Ollie, you don't need to go and do that. Really? Like, you know, it's not a job you can get at the job centre. How many other kids are going to be wanting to do that? You know, just go and get yourself a proper job, you know? And I was like, but this is what I want to do, Dad, Mum, you know? And they're like, well, make sure you pay the bills. You know, I used to pay rent. Make sure, you know, you got to pay your rent. You got to, you know, you got to start living. You got to, you know, build a life. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. And they were quite tough, a bit of tough love, really. And they were, they, they, didn't really see the belief I had in myself or my talent. And so it was really hard uh, for me growing up a little bit. I didn't feel like no one really believed in me. But then that gave me the toughness to go, no, actually, I'm going to prove you all wrong. So when I did make it, they were like, they, which I did love about them, because I thought they were going to be them typical parents who'd be like, oh, we always knew it was going to be successful. But actually, they didn't. They were like, we hold our hands up. We had no idea like, Ollie was, that Ollie had this in him. Like, they saw that I was an entertainer, but they didn't think I was that good to make it. Who
2: was in your year again?
4: So X Factor 2009, there was Joe McKeldry, who won it. Stacey Solomon was on that year. Jedward was on that year. Oh, it's uh, a good year, then. Why yeah. you keep
2: in touch with anybody from then?
4: I don't really know. And I
2: Not don't know why Stacey
4: that is. Stacy lives
3: around the corner from me. Well, Stacy,
4: me and Stacey always got on really well. But again, it was really hard. It was really hard to, I don't know. I don't know why we don't keep in contact. And that's a, that's a good question. I don't know why. We just, we all went off on our own little paths and we all went and did our own little thing. Did
2: you feel like it was slightly kind of Hunger Games in a way? It was a bit of a, like the survival of the fittest. And it's like, you're good luck out there. No, it was. See you later. It because, was. Because like... We've just had to do a full-on competition, brutal, and now you've got to keep making it.
4: And that's a really way, way of looking at it because you went through a different, completely different route into music than I yeah. did. And yeah, you're right, it is like the Hunger Games. It really good way of putting it. We, we were literally thrown into a, a house and it was like each week one person would leave. It'd be like a revolving door. And then it was kind of like, well, oh, I'm still here. And so we were, there was definitely massive amounts of competition between us all. And I got on really well with all of them, but then when I when I left, I suppose my career went in a different direction to all the other guys because although they, a lot of them did music, mine just sort of this catapulted was more, a bit. Yeah, and so I was, I felt almost a bit like, how do I a bit awkward, speak? apologetic? Yeah. yeah, almost because these these guys were all much better singers than me, actually fantastic singers like the control the range how great their voices were the power they, they sing every day it, i was just a lad from essex that sung a bit of karaoke and got a bit of bit of luck really but i was a performer not mm. necessarily the best singer so i got a bit embarrassed really i was a bit like well, do i deserve it or mm. not i don't know and i wish i kept in contact with them more but i think we the great thing about us all when we see each other mm. we have this unique bond that we all share the same experience It's really hard to understand. Like
2: in a PTSD kind of experience, way, like, or like a, like, that was an amazing time.
4: (laughs) I don't know, actually, (laughs) because that's a good, I don't know if we actually sat in a room and spoke about it. There might be. I would see, I look at that experience like it was a roller coaster of emotions. I went through every single motion possible. I went from the highest of highs to lowest of lows.
3: Ollie, who were the judges then? Uh,
4: At the time, it was Simon Cowell, Cheryl. Um, Danny Minogue and Louis mm. Walsh. Yeah. So so that for me, the whole experience was amazing.
3: Who was your mentor then? Simon.
4: So I had Simon. But thing is, when I left the show, I didn't have a record deal at this point. I had the most amazing experience. I remember meeting my manager Sarah and Mark, my tour manager, and I remember thinking, well, whatever happens, like it was the best experience. I made it to the final. I'm probably gonna go back to Essex and go back working in a call centre in six months. But I had the best time. Now, I don't know if everyone else felt the same. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, maybe there yeah, might be some yeah. PDST. PTSD. I always get it wrong. D. T- I say T, it's <laughs> D. But I, maybe there is with some of them that they're like, I hated that experience. It wasn't for me. Because live TV is a really intense place I mean, place singing to be. on
2: live TV, I still can't do it. And then you're like, I mean, I never do the best performance of my life because it's terrifying. You your
4: heart just could. So oh boom, my
2: God. It's it's like, you see that red light and
4: you're like... <laughs> Chase the bunny, that's what they say. Chase, chase the Chase the red light, chase the bunny. Oh, chase
2: the bunny. So every time that
4: red light, you'll be, on, you'll be on stage, and all the cameras are there, and all the crowd, and then you just all you can see is this red light jumping. Oh. And every time that red light jumps, that's oh, what the camera's on you.
3: But you move
4: great as well. Oh, thank you, Lenny. Yeah. I always felt really comfortable on stage, but like you just said, live TV was always like, oh, God, I did that for 12 weeks on X Factor. How I, or 10 weeks, how I did that, I'll never know. It was horrendous.
2: But... You've like really made like you're touring. You tour pretty much every year, don't you?
4: Like yeah, you've kind got of. a
2: really success. I mean, you do arenas. Like you're laughing, yeah. and you do it regularly. Like you've not lost that. You know, you've got. I think you've because, got your fans that are there.
4: Well, I like to think that most people know what they're going to get from one of my shows. It's full of fun. I love chatting. I have fun stories to tell. But I love performing and singing. A lot of my music is up tempo and fun. And I've been very lucky. I've had some amazing success with loads of great songs. So it helps when you go on a tour like that, that people know that, oh, he's going he's gonna to sing that one at some point. <laughs> yeah. or he's got, a cup, got a, I've almost got a cup in my back pocket I can, like, throw out onto mm-hmm. stage. But no, I'm just, I love what I do. I'm very lucky. Very great. And I still always think back to that moment in X Factor and just think, God, I've come a long way, really, from a guy that was literally singing in a pub who had no one believing. The only person who believed in me was John, the governor of the pub at the George. He was the only one that saw something in me. And he gave me, like, this little, like... Gave me my first ever gig at the age of 24. And I'm 38 now.
3: So you started quite late.
4: Yeah, really late. So did
3: Jesse though. I was later. 27.
2: No way. Yeah.
4: I never thought that. Yeah. Do you think that that held you, like, going into the industry? Did, Did that help you being...
2: Yeah, because I think you think about some of those younger artists, I mean, but then you look at like Olivia Rodrigo, who just looks like she, she seems to know what she's doing. And we've talked about this loads on the podcast before with the other musicians. It's so brutal as an industry, but it's also so magical as well. So it's like this mad to and froing where you're kind of constantly feeling like you're trying to survive and kind of do your thing. I feel like, as an older person, hopefully I can handle it a bit better than I can imagine if I was like a 16-year-old, a bit more impressionable. Being pulled left, right and centre, I feel like I can make my decisions. I, I also think the industry's learning to listen
4: to the artist more. I think there isn't that in any job, though. If you're, if you're 16, 17, 18, 19, you need sort of, I would say the I was very lucky when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, when I went into work, any, any job I was in, mm. I had some good role models around me yeah. and people that would like help me and help me if there was a problem, if I made a mistake, and go, no, you should do it like this. And mm. you go, okay, cool. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Colin. Thanks. Cole. You know, Colin was my first boss, but like, in this industry, you just, you hope, and I do, I hope that these 16, 17, 18 year olds that come through that have good people around them. I'm very lucky that I had them people around me, but I'm also lucky that I had a lot of life experience coming into this mm. at 25. Because when I look back at how I was at 16, like, phew, I don't know where I would be now. Even at 38 now though, I'm I'm at that really weird crossroad path in my career where I, I really don't know where I sit really that that, yeah that gives me a bit of anxiety and worry and not sure where I'm at like I didn't do I didn't have an album for a couple of years I haven't done one for like two I haven't done one for four years actually and I was I'm at that point where I was a bit like I didn't know where I was going and what what people expected of me or whether I really fit Mm. in the industry anymore like where do you sit Mm. because when you get to 38 you're like well I'm not 28 anymore I'm not, like, the the trending pop star. I'm not the face of, you know, at one point, I suppose, between probably 2011 to, like, 2013, you know, I was probably, with Ed Sheeran at that point, probably the two most successful solo artists at the time in the UK. I was having number ones after number ones. I was... You know, it wasn't an issue getting on any TV shows on everything. Mm. Whereas now, at 38, I can see a massive shift with radio where my music's getting played, streaming, oh, yeah. streaming. <laughs> Who wants a, to Radio One
2: still taking your calls?
4: Of course not. Um, <laughs> that, Isn't that, it uh, weird? It's so odd. It should be based on the music, not your age. And that's funny because you would you just you would expect that not to be the case in the day and age that we live in but you almost... Yeah, but could a, you
3: want to be on Radio 1
4: now? Of course it? I would be, yeah. Would
3: you? Yeah, Mum. Everyone's here. It's hearing. not very it's great even... music, Jess. Yeah,
4: but as, as a mu- but as an artist and a musician, you you want to be on every station. So when you, when you get told you're not on that station, you don't even... There's no even point asking the question because you can't even talk about it, it now. It is terrible. Go, oh, I understand why. And then... But what I mean is, I'm at that crossroads, I think, at my career. Like, I've done an amazing album. I'm so proud of it. But if you tell me now, Jess, you said to me, what are you going to do next album? I have no idea where I sit. But that's, I think, that's...
2: I mean, I I have no doubt you'll have huge success with Marry Me. But are you okay with accepting, potentially you're not going to get the number ones anymore? Um, I mean, maybe you will. I've never had number ones, ever. I've never had a top ten single. I've had top ten records. But, like, I can imagine it's quite hard to go from being... The biggest to, to then maybe kind of reassessing no, you know what, ambitions. Is no, that a right. hard thing I, for the ego?
4: I don't know. No, you're right. I'll be interested to know this week, when I, if I don't get number one, how I'll react. I know I'm really proud of this record, and I'm probably the most, like, I'm really happy. I would lo- really want it to go number one. I'm so content. Yeah. Whether it doesn't go number one, how I'll feel, I don't know. But I just know that I've done something really, that I'm happy Great. and proud of. It might just solidify, it might just tweak my... Knowing, okay, I know where I am
1: now.
5: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
3: What are we eating, Lenny? It's a frittata with courgettes and um, ciabatta in it. You break ciabatta up in it like bread. Mm. Is it nice? It is so lovely. Do you want pepper and salt? You might need a bit wow, more. No, this is perfect. That salad's lovely. Is
4: you know
2: it? what? It's, it's, it's really simple, but you just put loads of different herbs in. And I swear, it's having tarragon in it. I love tarragon. Just put it with lemon Does and oil. And it's so And dill. Which some people hate mm. dill.
4: Oh yeah, dill. There you I go. I taste the dill now. Do you mind dill? No, I love it, yeah.
2: You've got to give us your last supper. You've got a starter, a main, a pud, and a drink of choice.
4: Okay, so my starter. Have
2: you prepped this?
4: Oh, yeah, I know this off the back of my Oh, head. really? Okay, this I like this. Like, so starter is a scotch egg.
3: Oh, With wow. a bit of, um,
4: it's got to be hot. I want a warm scotch egg. It's my last meal ever, right? Yeah. right.
3: No. Yeah. yeah. All right.
2: Yes,
4: Mum. That's the
3: whole... Yeah. yeah. So depressing.
4: Okay. So I've got a warm Scotch egg yeah. um, with I want like a sort of mustard mayo. There's sort of like a piccolini or sort of sauce with it. Not, I like a mustard sort of sauce. Okay. Which is perfect. Something like a honey mustard sauce. I want that warm. And then for my main, has to be a roast dinner. Yeah. Don't care Kate's. how it comes. Tastes <laughs> no. roast dinner. Nothing no, I'll wants... have my mum's roast dinner for okay. my last Favorite meal. Favourite
3: meat. Which one? Mmm, Turkey. I love turkey. I too. love turkey.
4: I think it's under. I think it's uh. went I mean, every once a year, but I, everywhere I go, I always get turkey roast dinner. I, I think love because it. I have ch- I have chicken and lamb and beef all the time. Turkey just mm. such a when it's cooked really well, it just tastes great with the cranberry sauce. I want parsnips. I want um, bread, veg. Bread all my veg. No bread sauce actually. Mm, I'm not a bread sauce fan. Don't know why, actually. Do you like stuffing? I love cheese sauce on my roast dinner, on the on the potatoes yeah, or on the cauliflower. cauliflower. I want. I have to have tons of mint sauce on my veg. Love mint sauce on my veg,
3: even if it's turkey. Yeah. Only. I
4: know it's odd, isn't it? But that's just something I really, really love. Do you really
3: like a condiment.
4: Mmm, I do actually. Uh, pigs and blank this is basically a Christmas roast dinner pigs and yeah, blanket. I want the whole the whole work stuffing everything for dessert mm. it's my mum's homemade trifle and a really basic trifle this this is not a fruit one and a not a um what brandy they put brandy in no, no scotch or anything like whiskey It's just sherry, they put. sherry that's it. I'm getting confused so a normal trifle mm. with just jelly custard cream, plummange, whatever you wanna put in it
2: well does your mum put in like sponge little lady sometimes fingers?
4: yeah she sometimes mixes it up. my mum <laughs> changes it every year sometimes she might put some sponge in it with jelly sometimes yeah. she'll do the, definitely do the blancmange custard cream like I really love a custard a trifle is like the one so trifle for dessert you say drink
2: mm-hmm.
4: oh pina colada
2: you're the second person this, this week who said
3: that yeah. love a
4: pina colada yeah that'd be my favourite drink the yeah the other one if I had my last ever drink
3: Paul Hollywood said it yeah Paul Hollywood
4: mm, pina colada it's a good tr- drink. Yeah, it's my it's it, that is my drink. Yeah, it's your
2: holiday drink or is it? Holiday just a- drink.
4: I would make it at home if I if I can. Is it? Isn't it weird that everything when you make something yourself to drink or eat, it never tastes as good unless someone else makes it for mm-hmm. you yeah. or makes it. So, whenever I make a pina colada at home, I use all the same ingredients. That's pretty average. I, I like it. But then if, if, my, if, if the missus goes and makes me it the same way that I did, it tastes so much better. I yeah. <laughs> don't know why. Mindset. Do you make pina
2: coladas at home?
4: Not now at the moment, because I haven't drunk for three years. Of for a course, year. yeah. But especially when we was in lockdown, so Yeah, It was like beautiful, wasn't it? It was like, I think from like March till July, it was just blistering hot. So I had pina coladas every weekend or every day. It's lovely. Are you
2: going to break your sobriety? On a pina
4: colada. 100%. I'm going to be going to, um, we're going to go on holiday to the Caribbean on the 2nd of January. So I'm going to, yeah, my first drink, I said to Amelia, when I, when we land and I get to the hotel, I'm going straight Welcome to the bar to a pina that. colada. Yeah,
3: but you better kind of build up your tolerance. That's true. Otherwise, you're gonna, otherwise yes, you'll be on on
4: like the first drunk one. hotel guest. Yes. I'll be like, keep, be like oh, Well, Amelia just be like, oh my God. But then, you know. Yeah I just can't wait be, That's been my first drink What else was on the list Is that it
2: You nailed that babe
4: That was yeah. it oh, God, What a meal that is
2: What would you cook I'm not for sure us a,
4: By the way I'm not sure a pina colada Would it doesn't would be, matter a, Would work with a roast dinner That <laughs> doesn't matter You know what I'm going to ask my mum This year When we are at t- dinner table She goes What would you like to drink love I go Can I have a um, pina colada please And see what she says Roll her eyes She'd be like, what? No, she she knows I'm not drinking, so she'll just laugh. Um, What would I make you guys...
2: Yeah, what would be your thing that if we were coming round, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, Amelia, I've got this.
4: Sweet and sour chicken.
3: Oh. Oh. Deep fried first. Right Mm -hmm. in the Chinese.
4: Yes, it would be like the sweet and sour sauce. Mm -hmm. So you make that from scratch. I actually use the... um, I always get their name wrong. What's the Biker What's the biker Boys? Hairy
3: Bikers. The Harry yeah, Bikers got a
4: book about that. I think it's Would them. Would you like some more? I wouldn't they're, in a minute, yeah.
3: Their books are really good. Fantastic. Their recipes work. they're easy.
4: Yeah, so I found this sweet and sour sauce. So you just cook the chicken as normal, depending on what sort of, just normal chicken. But the sauce is incredible. And the sauce tastes so lovely. And I didn't realise how much ketchup you use on but Amida always loves because she'll be like, oh, you only make it. you've only you only made it like two or three times for me in the three and a half years we've been together. But it is really lovely, with a nice bit of rice. Do you know what, I'm, can I just say, because we've mentioned Paul Hollywood a couple of times. I
2: know, sorry about that. No, 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 afraid. no, no,
4: I love Bake Off.
2: Me too. Have you ever been on it? You haven't done Slepti? No, too.
4: no, I would never go on it. Why not? Because so I'm awful. Me
3: too. Me too. Although yeah. they're like, that's oh, the obvious. whole point.
4: That's the whole point of it. And I'm like, no, it really no. isn't. I want to be, like, be half decent. I love watching it, though. I love the show this much that me and Amelia watched um, one of the years in lockdown and Dave Friday was on it. Who's he, Dave
2: Friday?
4: He was just one of the contestants. Oh, right. It's called Dave Friday. It's such a cool name. And he's got a Shiba Inu, a dog, which I, we've, we've got the same dog. And he made a Shiba Inu cake one, one of the weeks. And Amelia said to me, "On the show, we were sat there in our, in our bedroom watching it, she goes, oh, my God, that cake looks amazing. Oh, it's so cool. We should get him to do a, wed- do, do a cake for us for our wedding or something like later on. So I made a mental note. Her birthday was two months later. I contacted him, and he made us a Shiba Inu cake. Was it
2: amazing? Oh, it
4: was fantastic. I had to do this, like, dodgy cake deal on the... Um, <laughs> In a service station at Gatwick <laughs> Airport, and it was during it was during lockdown. Oh my god! And we were told that you could go out and visit people, but you couldn't be in. And I remember getting to like Gatwick Airport, and I'm like, I've got to like, we've got. Cause I said to him, I can't expect him to travel all this way. So we said we'll meet halfway at Gatwick. Yeah. We met at the, in the McDonald's car park.
2: This is amazing. <laughs> we both
4: got masks on, and I looked at him in the car, and he was like. alright <laughs> We walked to the middle and I just, like, gave him the cash and he gave me the car and went, cheers, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I put the cake in my car and I wedged it really close so it didn't fall apart and I drove home. Well, we were allowed to be out then, but I can't remember when it was, but it was like, you know, I just didn't want to be seen, you know, being out of Essex. So I just quickly, like, got this cake, That's took it amazing. home. And, um, yeah, surprised the media the next day with this um, Shiba Inu cake, which was just incredible, and David did an amazing job. And then she absolutely loved it. So, yeah. That's how much I love bake-off. I'm sat there watching it going, I'm going to contact her. I'm going to contact him. <laughs> They're going to make us a cake next week. But we do bake, we do a bake-off Sunday. So, when it's on every Sunday, yeah. we follow the week. So, we see it's on the Tuesday. Is it Tuesday it's on, isn't it? They say, oh, we're doing Mexican week. Yeah. So, we've already recorded it. But by the time we get to Sunday, we get Mexican food in or we get like pastries in. What, oh you're like the top Oh we love it Absolutely love it And we, we sit there We dance every time It comes on It makes you
3: feel <laughs> happy Doesn't it and re- <laughs> It's you so feel... sad you it? no. quite sad But I think it's so really I, but I don't understand Why you don't watch it All the time Because I just love it You feel happy And It's a really fun show And I Yeah
4: me and Amelia As a couple Like She's got me watching All kinds of I mean rubbish TV To be honest with you But Bake Off is the one That I absolutely adore And love
1: Would
2: you do Presenting Again me. He's still on the voice. Yeah, Jessie. but like I mean, like. Well, I am know, hosting. Di- yeah, but that's different because you're being like no, no, a judge. No,
4: no, no. No, no. Um, this is this is good chat because I've I've I'm just on the second series of Starstruck, which is on ITV. Oh yeah. And that's a show where I'm hosting.
2: Who's the um judges on them? So the Star-truck. judges on them. So
4: we did the series. Uh, it came out in January, February. Is it Shania? Well. We ha- that's the new series yeah, okay. so we had Sheridan Smith Beverly Knight Amazing. Jason Manford and Adam Lambert last series so this is the first time I've ever presented before again since
2: the dreaded, <laughs>
4: <The> dreaded <laughs> X Factor mistake See, oh yes
3: would you, you did it, that Would you say Oh, no, Lenny I
4: thought you were going I can't remember
3: that No but I've forgotten it Yeah
4: yeah So anyway I, I
3: don't think you were
4: good Yeah I know It was just Again it's the narrative of The, the press the were brutal the, the pre, when the press To had,
2: you To Grimmy To, to Caroline Of course
4: But they do have um, When the papers have a narrative On something mm. They just go boom mm. And they really just hit me And Kaz for, for six You know they just kept Hitting us every week and when I made that mistake, it was just like they, could, they couldn't wait to write about it. But anyway, so I, I sort of avoided TV presenting for years. And then I decided like it was time to get back into it. And then this show came along called Starstruck, which is basically, for people listening that haven't watched it, it's stars in their eyes, but it's a revamp of stars in your eyes. So instead of there being one person on stage as their idol, you get three of them instead. And so during that performance, the judges get to see three Elton Johns and they all give you something different, you know, um, in terms of looks, in terms of voice, or in just in terms of performance. And you get...
2: So it's kind of like Blind Date and the Stars In Their Eyes?
4: Kind of like that, yeah. And you, the judges then decide which one of the three is their favorite, or which team is their favourite. Mm. And then whichever team gets to the final, the public then decide which one of their Elton Johns, or Adele's, or Queen, or, sorry, Freddie Mercury, or me. I had me, or their, or me on it last year, which was so funny. <laughs> Uh, but then this year, it's just come back for a second series, um, and we have the amazing Shania Twain doing it, which is we amazing. Had her on the podcast. I was going to say, you must have, you got to have her on here. She's she was fantastic, fat. great, really, again, I, which I expect her to be, she's very open and chats, and she's got a good vibe about her. Yeah. yeah, she's glamorous too. She looks banging. Oh, she looks amazing for her age. Incredible. Yeah. Before
2: we get into Florentines, oh, um, Florentines. I, um, you've buttered your bread. I thought you weren't going to go for the bread for a bit, but then mm. I saw that you've done a little bit hefty bit of butter, and we're going in. And I appreciate whoa, 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 whoa. that.
4: Sorry.
3: <laughs> See, an eight pack is not all about. I like meat,
2: this. Darling. This is called. You can have it all no, it and still
4: it. eat bread. Armenia said to me, "I should eat more carbs." Why? Because it helps when you're training. Um, you need more carbs in your body to feel stronger and to lift more and to train more. So you actually need carbs for energy. That's why a lot of footballers and athletes and sports people, not that I'm a sportsman, <laughs> um, but they eat lots of carbs before exercise. Are you, just, um, have you worked out today? I haven't actually, no. I've been such been such a mad morning. It's hard
2: though. The week of promo, you're going to get, well, I hope you don't get promo throat. I hope you don't get like...
4: So I'll put my hand up like I need to yeah, speak. Yeah, yes, um, Ollie Murs. I like to leave the butter on the bread a little bit longer.
2: Oh, leave it Soak violent. into
4: the bread a little bit. Go on, then. No, that's why you was asking me why I I've not know, eaten the it. I it soaks. It's not hot, Ollie. No, yeah, but I like it just kind
0: of... Go in. in, in what's, yeah.
4: What do you mean? Like, what would what yeah, you do? Of, do I, could, yeah. I like it to kind of settle... Into the bread a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, It's weird.
2: No, it's oh, it's oh, an interesting fact about you, Ollie, that this is what the table manners fans really you know, need to
4: know. Which soft, it's all melted, bottle sort of in of the bread. the bread was So
2: there, that is Jesse. why you left it to the end, because so the butter got a bit softer. Yeah,
4: because when I put the butter on, if you notice, it was really hard. I noticed it. So I was yeah. trying to spread it and it wouldn't spread, but then if you leave butter long enough, the room temperature of the butter melts slightly. Oh, and shit. when you put it onto your bread, it just gives you a little bit more of a a softer, smoother feel.
2: Butter what? lessons with all you, the... By you... the way,
4: I really sound like a butter You sounded
2: expert. like a fucking yeah. mansplaining I butter. I sounded like
4: fucking Paul Hollywood. <laughs> can I just say, Lenny, the bread was done beautifully well. <laughs> what you've done there, you've, the, the texture of well, the bread was fantastic. I can
3: tell you, my tart didn't cook, the one that he ate. Oh, no. It wasn't my... Fo- I followed the recipe and even gave it 10 minutes longer. But I put it back in the oven because that's what I learnt from him. So it was a good experience, even though I was embarrassed. What about the eyes? I made him sit there because he's so attractive. Gorgeous, yeah, he's he is gorgeous, man. yeah.
4: If you could go on a date with any of the people you've met in here, would it be Paul Hollywood? I'm getting a sense that it is.
3: I thought Michael McIntyre would be a really fun date. Have you been on the wheel yet? I
4: haven't
3: no. What would be your 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 subject? Your subject on the wheel.
4: McDonald's. <gasps>
3: Oh my God! Oh I love my you. God. Well, they right. had someone who did takeaways last week. You know week?
4: where the largest McDonald's is in the world? No. Orlando. Thank you. Do you know where um, the busiest McDonald's is in the world? No. Russia. Hmm. Do you know how many restaurants? Are they still in Russia? Do you, know McM- <laughs> do you know how many McDonald's restaurants there are in the world? No. Throw it to the room. How many McDonald's restaurants in the world?
3: 10,000. No. that. No. Must be millions.
4: 50,000. 50,
3: 50,000? I'm going a million.
4: A million restaurants.
3: No, I'm going half a million. Come on, a come half on. Half a million restaurants. How many?
4: There is 40,031 restaurants in the world.
3: Is that all? Oh. That is it, yeah. Well, why do we come why across some so often? do you know
2: these facts?
4: Do you know that which country it's... has the most... McDonald's. Get
2: him on! Michael, I've got to
4: on the speed dial,
2: quickly! <laughs> Go on, like, finish this.
4: Oh, um, the most... I don't know the Pacific figure, but I think it's about 14,000 in America.
2: Are you just, like, Googling? There's only
4: one country in the world that doesn't have a McDonald's. Which is one? That? Bermuda. Israel. Bermuda.
3: Does Israel have one? Yeah, of course yes, it does. It does yeah. The because only reason
4: McDonald's. Bermuda did have a McDonald's, um, but it was due to a Navy base that was there from uh, the United States of America built a Navy base there. And so all the friends and families and everyone, all the families of the, of the crew used to work there. So they were able to put a McDonald's on the site Um, But then when that disbanded in like 2005 or something, I read this up yesterday on Google, so it's obviously true. Um, (laughs) They had to get rid of it because Bermuda don't want anyone to have any fast food on their island.
2: I I just need to know why you were Googling this yesterday. Were you in a McDonald's and what is your meal of choice in a McDonald's? Okay, so the
4: only reason I know this information, which is very useless, but just in case Michael McIntyre... Yeah, I might hold you in good stead. I was um, driving through, um, we're going towards Kingston to the church, and we saw this McDonald's, and it was the most... Ra- it felt like it felt like they, they'd they craned it in and, and just, just dropped it. It, yeah. it was random where it was in the high street. I was like, this looks really weird. It was like a set of flats or, a, or an actual house but it's a McDonald's, and it just felt like it shouldn't have been there. You got to thinking, you got to so then I it. went, And then I went, oh, that's really random, so let's have a look at some random McDonald's facts. So I just went through loads of facts. So this is
2: a newfound interest.
4: Yeah, no, I just love it. But no, do you like
3: McDonald's?
4: I love McDonald's. Which one? In Which... fact, I did a gig last year for McDonald's, and I was really um, furious that they took the, the bagels off the breakfast menu. Um, didn't so they, even they know they did a bagel. They took the cheese and sausage. It's a bit the, odd, though,
3: because they had bacon on the the bagel menu. Wow. Bagel, bacon but bagel. You and Caroline used to love McDonald's. Yeah.
4: She
3: loved it, didn't
4: she? Well, she loved the, the cheeseburger. She used to call it the chaser, the cheeseburger chaser. So she used to get, like, two, two cheeseburgers and just, like, slam them together and just... Like. Do you keep
3: in touch with her family?
4: Um, I do speak to Christine and Joe. Like, I saw Joe recently at the Choose Love event. There was a shop... Op- the shop was reopened yeah. in... Um,
2: Carnaby Street, was it? That's
4: it, Carnaby Street. And so I went and popped in, and Joe was there. It was lovely to see her. And obviously, with her mom, I, you know, we get we randomly text each other here and there. If I if she sees me do something, or if I hear of something, I'll give her a little text. But um, but yeah, she used to love a McDonald's. It was very very oh, on the set of X Factor. It was pretty much every Saturday night there would be a McDonald's trip because the McDonald's was right next to Fountain Studios. Right. So we used to just own, just go and get bags of McDonald's. It was like a regular thing
2: drown your sorrows after being having to present the
4: bloody TV exactly, show. Yeah. <laughs> nah. She used to love her McDonald's. God. Yeah. We used to tuck in every weekend. Yeah.
2: And so, so apart from the bagel, did you ever hang is, out of cas Yeah, I did. I had a
4: my first was, Ibiza down the Gaucho or something like that. Well,
2: we met a few times, but the first time we we kind of spent a weekend in Ibiza together, going kind of raving all weekend, and she was just incredibly good fun amazing fun she just wanted to keep the party going and so yeah i did hang out with her and she was always so lovely and i always kind of bumped into her at glastonbury
4: she'd always lost her voice and oh kaz was always the life and soul of the party Mm. so anywhere she went it was always you knew kaz was there she's dancing she's gin the drinks, she's having fun that was always her thing she loved being out in that environment whenever we was on x factor well i mean i can only go back to them sort of times because in our private lives we didn't we didn't we didn't see each other as much um, because we lived very different lifestyles. Mm. I mean, at the time I was, you know, being a pop star and travelling around and doing all these sort of different things. And so whenever I had a chance to have a day off or a night off, I'd just go to bed yeah. and relax and sleep. Whereas Caroline just all never relaxed or slept. She was like, I'm out tonight, I'm out tonight. Come on, Ollie, come out. I'm like, oh, I can't, I've got to go back home. Um, so yeah, we didn't see each other. When I was on X Factor, that was every weekend. It was like, where are we going now? Where are we going, you know? And she was great, great fun. I think it was Love Island or whatever. I just had my operation two thousand nineteen, and I said to Kaz, it's, "I said I'm you to come and see me. I haven't seen you. I'm at home." And she said, oh, "I'm back from Love Island. I'll come and see you." I was like, "Okay, cool. Well, look, what what day's good for you? Because Tuesday works great. All right, brilliant. Okay, Tuesday. Would well, you want to come over for lunch? It'd be easy for you. You can come out from London, see me, then you can go back. Said, yeah, yeah, perfect. What should we say? Two o'clock? Yeah, perfect. So we booked everything. So I I, I, I managed to." Um, at the time, I got a chef to come in. So I had, like, so I couldn't cook. So I had, yeah. I had no, f- I couldn't move. So I got this chef to come in and just cook us, like, some lunch. And I wanted to make Lovely. it really special for me yeah. and Kaz. And um, I remember telling the I said, Look, um, just so you know, on Tuesday, Kaz has come. She's like, Oh, amazing. We'll enjoy it. You know, it'd be good to see her. And um, she never turned up. I was like, That's really weird. Kaz didn't turn up. So I looked at my phone. I'm like, Text her. I said, You're right, Kaz. I haven't heard from you. i like, Are you still coming? She didn't text me back. A couple of hours went by. I was like, oh, it's pretty weird that Kaz ain't messaged me. Thinking, you know, she would at least let me know. Apologi- yeah. She didn't, she messaged me. She, she messaged me at like six o'clock. And I'm really sorry, Ollie. Something come up. I was, um, not feeling great. Um, really sorry. We'll do it another time. And I was like, all right, cool. Didn't bother me because I was like, yeah, it's mm. just Kaz's got life. And then Amelia goes, Amelia goes, Kaz didn't come around today, did she? <laughs> no, I went, <mean>, nah. <laughs> she goes, and she sent me this link on Daily Mail, and she'd been out at this like cosmopolitan big like after party in central London. And so, me knowing Kaz, I was like, she's woke up with a massive hangover. hangover. Probably didn't get up till midday, and she's probably still drunk. So, that was for me what Kaz was like, mm. you know, and that was, it's a shame really, because that would have, I never got a chance to see Kaz before. You know, she took her life. So it would have been lovely to have had a moment to chat or, you know, just talk. Cause we, we didn't see each other for quite a few years. So it would have been, that was the last time I tr- well, we tried to meet up. So, oh,
1: sorry, yeah.
4: Ollie. I, I mean, during the period when it was all over the news and things were happening, mm. I, I did text her and I said, you know, like, I'm not reading the news, Kaz, like, you know, I mean, I'm on your side, you mm. know, I'm here if you need me. She's like, oh, thanks, Oles, thanks, I appreciate it. And then I didn't, didn't speak to her after that, which was a shame. Um, but yeah, it would have been lovely. I always think back to that moment of thinking, oh, I just wish she would have come out to Essex that day. Because there's one thing about Kaz, is I, I always try to say to her um, during the time of Ex-Faz, I was like, Kaz, get. she'd always be like, oh, you always go out to Essex, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> you still got to give me a hard time about it. And I, my, I was just like, I just don't like the hustle and bustle of the city, mm. Kaz. Like, I need to get out. I need to, I need to breathe. Mm. feels so intense here. And there's mm. all these parties, and there's always something going on. Mm. Like, it's every night's a Saturday night. So I need to go home. Mm. I need to really I need to get out of here. This is dangerous, you mm. know. So I, I, I would have just loved Kaz to have come out to Essex that day, and we could have just had a really nice chat away from the hustle and bustle of the city, and just have a real chat. And I never got a chance to do that, which is a shame. Really, it would have been nice.
2: Did you? Caroline really liked karaoke. I, remember, I think she did. I'm not sure. Did you ever do Caroline it? Caroline was an
4: amazing singer. Yes. Yeah. And it was only until, and I'm so. I'm so proud of her to, for doing it and um, when she went and did Chicago mm. and then people actually started taking her seriously. Oh, she
3: danced. Because
4: dancing was amazing. From but
3: Strictly, yeah. When we was on
4: X Factor, it was like, every, I mean, everyone thought I sung a lot. I mean, backstage, she was constantly singing, always had music on and and her voice was amazing and then she went and did Chicago. I remember texting her and I said to her you're just phenomenal like in chicago your voice is just incredible um, i'm so glad that people in the world are starting to hear your voice because it was so amazing and there's you know if you go on her instagram which I'm, I'm i'm often like on there looking and stuff and you see some of the videos of her by the piano singing songs and like you can just see how happy she loved music absolutely adored it
2: before we before we let you go we'd like you to try a little florentine no,
3: these might be a bit hard i've never made them before can
4: can you describe to me what a Florentine is?
3: It's a mixture of nuts, fruit, candy peel, cherries, and you just put it with golden syrup and, and is sugar. And it's there chocolate at the bottom? Yeah.
4: Wow. These look unbelievable, by well,
3: the way. they might be and they might not be.
4: Nenny, I think you did a good job there. Do you? I love the coat of chocolate on the bottom. Do you? I think you? the consistency is about right. <laughs> um, I think you baked it just right. You think? Um, I think you've got enough of the flavours in there with all the fruit. Right. And, uh, I think it's a great blend. You should be really proud of yourself. And my well,
3: veneer's going to come out if I eat them. Yeah, I was just scared for my, <laughs> my,
2: my veneer, to be honest. Honestly. Oh, he's <clears throat> liking that.
4: I'll stop being Paul Hollywood. Fantastic. Wow, I've never tried one of these before.
2: Olly Murs, do you have good table manners?
4: I am, t- no.
2: I thought you were very good today. Not that nah, nah. It, you know. Really this is a
4: quote from my friends. I never thought I was this bad but my friends say this is a quote from them they say that it, when they watch me eat it's like feeding time at the zoo
3: I didn't think that
4: <laughs> no today I've eaten I really you were well very when I'm in good company, but when I'm
3: with mates, I'm like, ah, ah,
4: ah, and I eat so quick. Today, I was, we had to talk between foods, yeah. so I was kind of like Jesse taking my time. Jessie eats really
3: quickly. Never go out and have a sharing meal with her.
4: Oh, I am. Because
3: she's eaten everything before you even get to you put your the spoon X-Fact in. You thought the X factor bad. Same Hunger as Games, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, same Let as go. me.
4: No, I eat so quick. My friends can't believe how, how, how fast I eat. I literally, I... I
3: so if you go up for I, a big curry and you're sharing it, will you have eaten most of it before oh, they've um, even started? No,
4: some of my friends would have been sat down eating dinner for 15 minutes. So I'll come back and waffle it down in like five minutes. It's really bad. It's a really bad trait. And, and loads of people ask me why. And I, and I can only thing I can say is when I was younger, I always had this mindset of you get what you're given. And we never had, like, going back to the start of the conversation, and never... We, we grew up in, you know, a council house. My mum had three kids in a three-bed semi-terrace house. And we just... My mum and dad would just be like, right, because we were all just like, gannets, if it's gone, it's gone, you know? And, you know, we would, like... just No, we just we we just eat everything. And my dad would get everything as cheap as he possibly could. We'd just be, eat, 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 and it was just as quick as we could, basically. It's really sad, really, but that's just how he was. Well,
2: I, I forgive you. You can eat as fast yeah. as you want,
3: Ollie. You like karaoke? I, I do think. like karaoke, yeah. What's your karaoke song?
4: Oh, this changes. To be honest with you, if I I would say at the moment, the song that I go to the most now is is Sweet Caroline.
1: Oh. Yeah. That's cuz awesome. I,
4: I made an I made an ode to myself um like how can I you know when you're when you're grieving and you like you lose someone and I was like I don't know. I'm such a positive person. I'm like, I, I want to think of Kaz in a positive light and not remember the stuff that happened at the end of her life. So I'm like, how can I, you know, put something on my set or my music set or whatever? So I, I sing Sweet Caroline now. You did that, dedic- yeah, and I dedicate it to Kaz um, because, you know, it's the, I, I just wanted to do something that re- reminded me of Kaz in the way that I remember her not. And even though the song's a bit of a, the lyrics are a bit, I don't know, so isn't it about him drinking? Is it him, I don't know that Neil Diamond yeah, told the story I don't know once. What it's about. I think so, I think he told the story once. It was about him drinking, and it was about I don't know whatever. But I just love. <laughs> sweet caroline that that lyric sweet caroline and how caroline was and just a sweet person and lovely and
3: boris danced at his wedding to that oh did he yeah. do it for him oh Sorry. see now just, you've made, no, now you i you. just need you do do you to that t- i had to tell you because someone else might have told you uh, yeah. later and you'd have done it well you know what it doesn't, doesn't matter because right. it, 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 it will me, be your caroline for me in
4: that moment it'll be about caroline yeah my yeah. caroline
2: Oli Mears, you've been such good fun. Thank, Thank you me. so much. Good luck
3: with the new record.
4: Thank you so much for having me on, by the way. It's been we so much
2: fun. We are. We've so, wanted you.
3: You've been top of mum's yeah. list for years. And you're, 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 my 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 very best friend in the world is so jealous that I'm sitting with you, Alex. Oh, Alex. Alex loves you, has loved you, picked him from the beginning, <laughs> she says, like a million other people. <laughs> oh, I've always been
4: an absolute pleasure. The food was fantastic, but the company was even better. Oh, good, you're darling. such a pro. So That's true. I genuinely yeah. really enjoyed it.
1: Thank
2: you. Oh, Ollie, what a lovely, lovely guy. Just a delight. It smelt heavenly, I'm going to get that perfect for Sam
3: for Christmas. I could I didn't get close enough, darling. To I smell did. it. Oof.
2: And I saw that bloody eight pack four times. Oh,
3: my gosh. We didn't even have to mention it more than once. And he had his jumper up and his calvins down. Eight pack. I didn't even know there were eight muscles there. I don't think he have even got one. <laughs> Never mind eight. I thought that he was absolutely delightful, really easy to talk to, great fun. Self-effacing, just a lovely, lovely man.
2: Loved chatting to him. Loved how open he was about where he feels he stands in the music industry. You don't really hear people talking about that. Um, I think
3: he'll be all right. I think
2: he'll be fine. And he's got a new album out. He's got a new album out. By the time this comes out, it will be probably number one. I should think number one. one. (laughs) There you go. Food was really lovely. I think he really enjoyed it. I loved it. It was perfect, actually, for a brunch. Do you think? Felt really delicious. Good. And a bit more of a sexed-up frittata. Yeah. Florentine's delish um, Thank you mum Pleasure I appreciate darling. you. Next week is a Christmas special We have invited some old, near and dear Loved ones that have uh, been on the podcast before um, Giving us their take On how they will be doing Christmas this year So tune in for a special table manners All about Christmas